All right, all right, take your seats, everyone. This time we're continuing with our 50,000 mile tuna. Take your seats, please. Welcome to the Change Academy podcast, a show where we help you make positive, sustainable changes in your mindset, in your habits, and in your life. I'm Brock Armstrong. And I'm Monica Reinagle. And this episode in particular is part two of our special 50,000 mile tune-up series, which is a, well, it's really a system by system tune-up of all the different parts of our lives, from our beliefs and our goals, to our nutrition and fitness, to our psychological and even spiritual well-being. And if you're just joining us, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, you might want to go back to the previous episode, and it was actually part one of the series, and we called it Updating the Software in Your Onboard Computer. So you can kind of see that we're playing a little fast and loose with some uh, automobile kind of metaphors here, but uh, we, we like metaphors around here. That's right, we do. And the next step in our 50,000 mile tune-up is to make sure we've got the right coordinates programmed into our navigation system. Otherwise known as the GPS. Right. Because whether we're talking about our mental or our physical health or our finances or our careers, even our relationships, really any aspect of our lives, our long-term results are determined by the small choices that we make on a day-to-day and even a moment-to-moment basis. Yeah, so important. But, you know, if we don't have a clear sense of what it is that we're trying to create or achieve beyond just getting through the day, (laughs) those choices can feel somewhat random or unimportant, or we may even feel confused or conflicted about what we should choose or what we want to choose. But as Roy Disney once said, and you're the one that shared this quote with me, Brock, and I love it. He said, (laughs) when your values are clear to you, making decisions becomes so much easier. Yeah, without having that anchor, it is so easy. And we've heard this so many times from the people that we coach, where you come to a choice and you know which decision you should make with it or for it, but it doesn't feel very important or doesn't that you're kind of like, well, why am I even bothering? Mm -hmm. Because you've lost sight or you've lost view of that greater purpose, I guess. So you're right. It's so easy to just be confused and conflicted about which thing we should do because it seems random and unimportant sometimes. And, you know, if there's if there's something that we like more than metaphors, I think it's quotes. <laughs> and I found this this great quote from a Polish-American philosopher named Alfred Korzynski. And what he said was, the map is not the territory. Woo, deep. Yeah, it's, it gets, it's even more deep because in a nutshell, that phrase was meant to express how people can actually confuse models of reality with reality itself. Sure. So without getting into all the uh, complexities of the perception of reality, which <laughs> that's a different don't. podcast. <laughs> it's a totally different that podcast. That we don't We're do. <laughs> we are not qualified to do. No, I read one Aldous Huxley book and that was enough for me. <laughs> But I think this idea is still relevant for what we're talking about, because I think in this case, we could sort of bastardize that quote to say the calculated route isn't the destination. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, I mean, often we get so caught up in our current activities, which we could look at as our our smaller goals, that we lose sight of our ultimate destination or 
our objective. Mm -hmm. And if you're not really sure what the difference is between goals and objectives, we actually did a whole episode about that. And you can find it at the changeacademypodcast.com website. But I guess the bigger point here is that sometimes we actually need to put the map down in order to actually appreciate where we are Mm. and where we're going. But then, of course, other times we need to pick the damn map up and actually figure out the the route that we want to take and our ultimate destination. But again, going back to that phrase that the map is not the territory, I think another aspect of that phrase that is really important is the reminder that the map, or your GPS in this case, sticking with our metaphor, can only really tell you so much about the journey that you're on. It can't always do things like predict the traffic you'll encounter or the weather conditions perfectly or the sudden appearance of wildlife on the road. I know we have a problem with that around here. Or when somebody in the car needs to use the washroom. All those kind of things pop up all the time, just like little things pop up in our lives all the time. So as Monica said earlier, those little moments are what determine our long-term results. The small choices that we make on a day-to-day or a moment-to-moment basis along the way that our GPS can't always tell you ahead of time. But having said that, this is also true in the bigger picture. They also affect us on a year-to-year or even a decade-to-decade basis. Yeah, the accumulation of all those small choices. And what I think I hear you saying is that in order to do effective navigation, we absolutely need a clear idea of where it is that we want to arrive But we also need information about the conditions on the road, which can be changing very fluidly. And we may even want to decide how we want to travel. Some of the GPSs will allow you to select whether you want the fastest route, the most scenic route, or even the most fuel efficient route. So Mm -hmm. all of that is going to be pertinent to our conversation today. But I want to just stop for a minute here, because I think sometimes Our values and our priorities have shifted since we last thought about them or examined them. Yeah. For example, when it comes to your body, health may now be more important to you than, say, your appearance. Mm -hmm. You might place a greater value on being strong than on being thin. I know I do. Mm -hmm, Me too. Similarly, when it comes to your finances, you may find that You're more interested in spending your resources on rewarding experiences rather than acquiring things. Personally, I've always struggled with that whole like five-year plan thing. I think it's, Mm. it's a nice exercise to do to sort of have that idea, but the flexibility needs to, to remain. You're absolutely right. And you need to remember to reevaluate in five years. Don't do that five-year plan once or two-year plan or whatever it is once and then just assume that it's going to stay the same for, for the rest of your life. You know, in the same way, and I'm, I'm a terrible one to, to talk about this because I haven't actually updated the GPS in our car since 2014, so <laughs> I'm the wrong one to talk about this, but we are supposed to buy some updates for the GPS, and that keeps you from having a bunch of roads that aren't on your, on your map or some actual, there's some neighborhoods in, mm. in my city that aren't actually in my 2014 GPS right now, and So in the same way, we'll want to recalibrate our own goals occasionally. I'm sure we've all had periods in our lives where this was really exemplified. And personally, I just went through one of those periods of life where I spent most of my adult life 
not wanting to own a house and being quite vocal about it too, like that it was just too much work and it's not a really great financial investment and all that other blah, blah, blah stuff. But then here I am now 50 years old and I own a house. (laughs) But it doesn't even have to be something as big as buying a house. Realigning even our smaller goals and our smaller objectives as time passes is a really valuable task to do. You can even... (laughs) If it's not too annoying, you can even imagine that that little voice repeating the word recalculating, recalculating, <laughs> recalculating. I hate that voice. <laughs> clearly, clearly I'm going somewhere else. GPS, get it through your head. But anyway, it's a good exercise to do. And that's what we're going to do for this second step in our tune up. We want to invite you to investigate and maybe re-clarify your values and determine what's most important to you now. What sort of person do you want to be? What kind of life do you want to live? And this information will serve as our GPS, helping us make choices and design habits that are steering us toward our desired destination. Nice. On the most fuel-efficient route, if that's what we choose, or maybe the most scenic route. Mm -hmm. We have sort of a lab experiment for you. It's sort of extended, and you can get a worksheet for this exercise at changeacademypodcast.com slash navigation. That's where we've got the show notes for today, and we've made this into a worksheet for you. But we thought we'd just kind of work through it together a little bit so you can hear what we're getting at with the questions that we're asking. So the first step is to make a list of your priorities. And I don't want you to be afraid to make this a really long list. My list filled up most of a page. But if you're having trouble kind of getting started, here are some prompts that you can ask yourself. Make a list of the things that are important to you. What do you value? What do you enjoy doing? What do you want your life to include? a lot of different ways of asking about the same thing, but you might find that you have slightly different answers when you put it in those different phrases. So some of the priorities that ended up on my list, just to give you some examples, were some of them are going to be on everybody's list probably, right? Like family and friends and physical health. Um, I also, it's important to me to have financial security. I want to make choices that support that. I place a value on service and volunteering. So that was something that ended up on my list, but also some more self-serving things like travel and adventure. Mm -hmm. I really like learning. I need creative outlets. And here's one that ended up on my list, comfort. I want to just make Mm. sure that people know that there's nothing wrong with you if enjoying life is one of your priorities. Right. (laughs) Nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. And Really, I want to make sure that you're capturing what's really important to you and not what you or society think you should value. Nobody needs to see this list but you. So push through those obvious, what I call beauty pageant answers, like world peace, (laughs) you know, and think about what really moves, inspires, and motivates you. Here's a good question that you can ask yourself. What are you willing to sacrifice for? What are you willing to make time for, to invest in, to work toward? Well, I like that phrase, sacrifice for. That's really, that just makes it that much more, I don't know, urgent, I guess. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and some people will have no problem filling up a page with all the things that are important to them. But for others, sometimes it's helpful to sneak up on it from a lot of different directions. So anyway, mm-hmm. all of those prompts are in the worksheet for you. Okay. 
What's the next step? Step two is to identify your core values. And I think we can use our list of priorities, things that are important to us, to maybe help us here. Because a lot of the things on your list are probably going to have some common elements. And so see if you can organize them into just a handful of larger categories. And I'd suggest that you assign a letter of the alphabet to each category. So again, let me give you some examples just to help make this more concrete. One of my core values, I gave it number A, was connection. And into that core value fit things like friends and family and community and neighbors. B for me was well-being. And so that encompassed a lot of different little priorities like health, financial security, having a safe and a peaceful home. Hmm. Number C for me was personal growth. And so in that category, I put things like creative endeavors, professional accomplishments, spiritual development, personal growth, that kind of thing. Category number D, contribution. And that's where I put things like volunteering, charity work, causes that I believe in and want to support in some way. Mm -hmm. And number E for me was experiences. And that includes things like fun and adventure and travel and leisure. So those five categories for me, I was able to kind of fit everything on my bigger list into those five categories. And where on this list does making spreadsheets fit in? <laughs> that would be <laughs> under, I don't know, I'm torn between well-being and personal growth. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Somewhere right. in there. Okay, so finally, last step here is to draft, and I'm going to say draft because that leaves this open for further consideration and further revision. So just a draft of a vision statement. And this would be a two to three sentence statement that describes your best self or your best life. And again, take a look at those core values to help you here. Take a look at those things that are important to you and see what they suggest to you. So an example of a vision statement might be, to live an engaged, conscious, and joyful life, to make the most of the time and talents that I have, and to have a positive impact on others. Oh, I, I really like that. You know, I actually keep a little in my notes app that is uh, synced across all of my devices. I have one category that it just says my ethos, and I have a list of things that I constantly am adding to i don't think i've ever subtracted anything from it but Mm. i have modified it as i've gone and and some of it is really aspirational some is inspirational and i think it's it is really important i'm so glad that you called it a draft because i love going back to my ethos page and just tweaking the wording here and there adding something if i've thought of something or i heard somebody else say something really inspirational or something that aligns with my goals and values i can just throw it into there and then i've got it captured it's a a living document is really nice i think it's a good way to to handle this yeah and in fact I want everybody to hang on to this worksheet, whether you print out the worksheet and work on that, or you just do it in your journal or something, bookmark it. Or sync it across all your devices. (laughs) Right. Because we are going to be returning to this later on in our tune-up. We're going to come back to this and thread it through something that we're going to be doing in the future. But right now, our goal is just to tune up our navigation system, because once we know where we're headed then we know whether we need to turn left, right, or go straight. And if we hit a detour, it's going to help us find a new route around that detour. So as I said, you'll find this worksheet at changeacademypodcast.com slash navigation. 
have some fun with it. And in our next episode in the 50,000 mile tune-up, we're going to be taking a look at our engine. And by that, Mm -hmm. we mean our physical body and how we move and use it. And we're going to be leaning on you for that one, Brock. I can't wait. I've been writing way too much about this. (laughs) We'll tear it down. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We will see you back here for part three of the 50,000 mile tune-up in just a little bit. All right. Thanks, everybody. This has been the Change Academy podcast with Monica Reinagel and Brock Armstrong.